0: Welcome to Alaska's Political Pipeline. This is our second episode. I had trouble saying that the first time. It was like a tongue twister. What we're doing here is talking about the political issues of all shapes and sizes and involving anyone we feel like talking about, but we're going to talk about Alaska-specific politics. I'm David Bernkoff. I'm a producer here at Alaska's News Source. I am here with Rebecca Palsha, who knows much more about politics than I do in Alaska, because she's been here a lot longer. (laughs) Welcome. Hello. Last time we talked about the congressional race. Today we will talk about the governor's race and the Senate race, which are equally interesting. I think one of the things about the governor's race, though, is there are three significant candidates, Republican. Independent, Democrat, and yet it seems like the incumbent Republican has a pretty clear lead right now. Is that fair?
1: That's fair. I think it's – and if Dunleavy wins, what is also fascinating about this – I mean, because clearly right now he's kind of – it looks like he could win. um, But we haven't had a two-term governor since Knowles, since Governor Knowles.
0: Why is that? Do people just like to switch out here?
1: Oh, we switch out a lot, but every, I can think of, like, every hot-button issue that has gotten under the skin of Alaskans, and it's mostly been about money. It's been, um, you know, um, it's PFD, it's budgets, um, senior, oh gosh, I can't remember the name of it now, but we used to give money to seniors in Alaska, and that was under Murkowski when that stopped. Um, yeah,
0: so, there was some polling done. There not a lot of polling in these races, but uh, a guy named Tony Fabrizio, who does a lot of national Republican polling, he did some polling for AARP, and he said that he thinks Dunleavy can beat the other two, Walker and uh, Gura, uh, in the first round. It's very close, but if not, it's almost a cinch that he'll win in the second round when they uh, recount the second choice votes. Was there, um, a, you know, w- the two other candidates seem to be splitting the votes like right down the middle. Did that prevent a real challenge, do you think, to Dunleavy, or is that again, is that having an independent, a Democrat, and a Republican sort of the way things are here?
1: You know, I think um, I think that both of them being in the race does split those voters. Um, you know, Heidi Dragus is a Democrat and. She's with Walker. Lescara is a, a ve- more traditional Democrat. Um, I think so. They both would pull votes away from each other, um, and it, it looks good for Dunleavy at this point. You it's,
0: know, it sure does. You know, we had a pretty significant storm hit here mm-hmm. a little while ago in the western part of the state. And in the past, in other elections, the way a responsible Governor or mayor has handled it can sometimes work against them if people perceive that they didn't do it right and that was certainly an attempt by his opponents to suggest at the beginning that the Governor was slow on this that he wasn't quickly enough asking for a federal disaster declaration but again it that doesn't seem to have had much uh, traction it's you know things are moving on and it I don't know. It doesn't seem yeah. to have been an issue here.
1: It doesn't really seem to me. It doesn't rise to this level of I, I did see lots of talk on Twitter between political operatives being like, you know, going after Dunley pretty hardcore about this. But it, I'm not sure it really resonated because it hasn't been an extended long period of time. It, you know, I, you know, what was it yesterday or Wednesday that the 100 percent of the money was going to come through instead of the 70 percent? So I'm not sure it's been a long enough time for people to get riled up about it.
0: And it doesn't seem like whatever missteps might have occurred in the first hours, like there's been an ongoing problem with no. the government not doing enough to exactly. fix things there. You know, I remember way back when I was in college in Chicago, and this is 100 years ago, there was actually a race for mayor that the uh, daily administration, which had run Chicago mm-hmm. for decades, uh, they thought they couldn't lose, and th- the mayor had died, and he'd been replaced by a man named Michael Belandick, who was head of the city council there. And they couldn't lose. And then there was a snowstorm, hmm. and a candidate named Jane Byrne, who was the Consumer Affairs Commissioner, ran on only one issue, which was that the city didn't clean the streets and didn't seem to be terribly upset about that. Mm -hmm. And she won the election on one issue. She was a one-term mayor. It wasn't all that successful. But it can happen where all of a sudden something turns on how an administrator runs things. But I think we're not going to see that here. Mm -mm. I mean, there may be other issues, (laughs) but we're not going to see that as the issue. Uh, I attended an event for Les Goura Recently, And he talked almost exclusively about environmental issues there. Mm-hmm. How big are environmental issues in this state and in that race?
1: You know, that's a hard one. I can see Alaska evolving in this situation. We are an oil state and will always be an oil state. But you can feel the tides turning more as we recognize the impacts of climate change and the costs associated with climate change and, um, and its effects on the entire state with our glaciers, with our villages. Um, so it's becoming more of an issue. And especially as, as uh, the blueprint of oil is smaller, it still is there and is super important, but I think people recognize climate change as more of an issue now and are more apt to talk about it and it'd be an issue.
0: And not just oil, but also the potential for more mining in this mm-hmm. state. Um, there certainly seems to be the potential for a backlash against more mining, more uh, more drilling. And I wonder if it's because tourism is becoming more and more important to the economy. Maybe there's a, that old-fashioned, we're a mining state or we're a petroleum state, is it's just shifting, yeah. Over time,
1: I think it will always be there. I think um, we will always protect resources as a state, and I think the people here are are reliant on it. It's one of the stools, one of the legs of our stool that keeps the you know the bills paid. Um, but I think there is more of a concern, just as people, uh, especially younger generations, become in positions of power, of just trying to be more green and have less of an impact on the environment.
0: Now, the Walker campaign, I noticed today an ad I hadn't seen before, and it's about abortion. And he vows not to get between a woman and her doctor Mm -hmm. in making that decision and points out quite directly that the current governor has said he would be against abortion. And that issue is clearly growing. And I wonder if it's tied or how much it's tied into also this issue of maybe having a constitutional convention. Mm -hmm. And so again, abortion has or hasn't been a big issue here recently.
1: You know, this is the biggest I've seen truly abortion have be a real talking point here. You Mm -hmm. know, it's always been in the past, like in particular, when I've gone to ABT, uh, Anchorage Baptist temple for their day when they have politicians come through. And I always remember Bob, uh, Bob Lynn would always come up to the mic and be like, "I'm Bob Lynn, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm four children," and it always would get big claps and stuff like that. And so, but it also was a thing that no one really talked about because it, it just wasn't a big issue. But it now seems like
0: Alaskans are, are more like, "You do you, I do me." Yeah,
1: and th- now that now that federally it's different, I think it is taking becoming a talking point, and it is important um, where someone stands at this point.
0: Well, it'll be interesting to see whether that generates any actual shift in voter sentiment in that race. We also have – we must talk now about the Senate race, which is not a race between two people that seem to particularly agree on much or even necessarily like each other. I don't know if they do or don't, but it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of love lost there in that race. They
1: are two very different people. What would,
0: how would you describe that? How are they different?
1: you know I think I think Shabaka is kind of a more traditional new and I say that traditional and also right. new at the same time, which is sounds like an oxymoron but you know she uh, is kind of out of the playbook of Trump and um, the politicians who are supporters of of him you know he came up here to support her um I think Murkowski, is very old-fashioned old-school Alaskan um, pulls her you know kind of has a playbook of sinner Stevens which is like if it's good for Alaska that's it's good for all of us instead of being so married to the party which is you know she is a Republican but also is one of those ones who can get away from the party and do what she feels like sometimes and it's fascinating to watch me you know you know you look at her and Sullivan in contrast and he's sides with the party most of the time and she will have these you know, these moments of her, her platform being on a national stage because
0: she will go against the party. A little bit of independence gets yeah. you a lot of national attention. Exactly.
1: And Stevens was known, you know, he was very much a Republican but would work with anybody if he felt it was in Alaska's best interest.
0: You know, I saw the two of them had a, a really interesting divergence where Murkowski very clearly stated her believe, and her ads reflect this, that the job of a senator and her job is to work with anybody that she can to get things done in line with what she wants and thinks is valuable to do. And Chewbacca was, no, the job of a senator from Alaska is to stop the Biden administration and oppose Democratic policy. So that's a pretty stark difference Mm -hmm. in how they approach things. And I guess it's, you know, you say she's a Republican, and obviously she is historically, but she's also an independent, and and clearly she's drawing a lot of Democratic votes. Mm -hmm. Um, Has she always done well with Democrats, or is that a... relatively new thing.
1: No, she's always done the with Democrats. I think especially if you look at the writing campaign, you know, there was a very, there was a Democrat in that race. And, um, and then, you know, she was knocked out during the primary, during the Republican primary. But clearly, it was Democrats that kept her in office, voting not for the Democratic candidate, but voting for her.
0: I mean, it, is it too simplistic of me to divide this race into, that will be decided whether Alaskans, respect the idea of compromise, or they prefer the idea of a fighter who's going to just take down the Democrats?
1: <laughs> you know, I think I think we are... It's a fascinating thing. Like, when I talk to Republicans who have been here for a long time, grown up here, have been part of the party for years, um, they are solid Team Lisa. But when you talk to Republicans who are um, more you know, Trump kind of supporters, they are not Lisa Murkowski supporters.
0: But there still are Republicans who like Murkowski. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So the interesting thing, that same Tony Fabrizio poll showed that race really tight. Mm-hmm. And it much tighter than it was actually in the first round. Now it's just one pollster, so we'll see what happens. But I don't know. I guess I was a little surprised at how close that race was. And he even had, he even had, I think he had Chewbacca up a little bit, hmm. which would be interesting. Again, one pole. Yeah. Uh, well, even
1: the night of, I think uh, I spoke to a person with Chewbacca's camp and they were doing better than they thought they would do. Like, I think their goal was, um, gosh, I can't remember what it was, but they were two points ahead of what their goal was. So they were in their mind. This was a, that was a real win of a night.
0: Interesting, interesting. Now, there's a lot of independent money being spent Mm -hmm. now on that Senate race. I can't open my Facebook page (laughs) or turn on the TV, including on our station, without seeing mostly anti-Chewbacca ads and mostly a lot of this independent money. Again, this is not the candidate's money it's a lot of it has to do with some money she accepted to move up here at some point or what or she was being reimbursed for expenses and i don't know those things consultants say they work but they feel like they sort of bludgeon you over the head as a viewer and just make you turn it off has alaska seen that kind of Outside pack money before. Oh, absolutely. Then, okay. Oh my gosh. And does we're it flooded work? Flooded
1: with it. <laughs> or is are, it. Or is it? Or
0: does it like? Oh I my have, gosh, that again. I
1: have. You know, I have seen so much money come in for candidates who I thought stood no chance, and then the party would think, "Oh man, this is our this is our time. This is our time to shine." And you see all these national stories about this Democrat's going to win or this Democrat's going to win, and you just think that Democrat is not winning. Uh, and the money just flows, and the they ads become like a mixture of nasty and look at this fine upstanding citizen, um, and then that person still gets screamed.
0: One of the things about the national money and the national consultants, they are in an ecosystem mm-hmm. where they convince people that if you don't spend this money, you can't win. And then they keep getting the money from various donors, and they spend it. And I'm never convinced and I've never seen any compelling evidence that that outside money in any state makes a huge difference. But if you talk to the consultant class, it is very important. And look, maybe we'll see that. That the negative ads are going to work. And I know a lot of politicians feel like if they don't get in the negative ads, the other side is going to do it anyway. And it's just something you have to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's, again, it's a lot of money for a lot of unclear results. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about, we have some debates coming up, right? We do. What do we have coming up? When are they? And who's debating? Or do we even know who's? They're in October, right? They're Three in October. Debates? The end of
1: the end, All of the governors, the U.S. Senate and uh, the U.S. House race, they're all they're the last week of October. I don't have the dates in front of me. Um, I have conf- confirmation from everybody at this point except for Palin and uh, Peltola but everybody else has said they will be there.
0: So all three Demo- uh, excuse me, all three gubernatorial candidates all three are gonna will be there. Be there. And yep. that's a little unusual cuz Dunleavy has avoided I think all but one yep. Oops, I hit the microphone stand. has avoided all but one of the joint appearances yep. so Yep.
1: So he he's going to be there. I got an email just double checked it today.
0: Great. And what's the format for these debates? It's going to
1: be pretty traditional what we've done with Alaska Public Media before that. Um, at this point, I think it's Mike Ross and Lori Townsend will be the hosts. I, I'm going to be going through comments on um, social media to see what people have for questions for the candidates. Um,
0: so are we encouraging oh, social absolutely. media questions? Yeah, we or?
1: want questions from the from the public. We want, like, what do you want to know? We want you there.
0: <laughs> Is <laughs> yeah. there a theme to what you're seeing so far? What do people on Twitter say they want to hear about?
1: Whew. That one, you know, I've I've been fascinated to watch the abortion conversation, which I've not really ever seen before. Um, and I'm curious to see the PFD for the governor's race, the impacts of that one. And I'm really excited to see Murkowski and Shabaka go against each other.
0: You know, I have to admit that I had never heard of PFD before because I don't, <laughs> I never lived here, and now I see everywhere I go PFD sales. And uh-huh. it's, like it's so important to life in this state. But does a governor get credit for having a bigger number this year? Or do, I mean, I know that the, I heard it's, some political rumblings that oh my gosh, this year was it was bumped up because it helps the reelection campaign.
1: You know, it's the PFD is one of those things, and. <laughs> I'm not sure it's fair all the time because it's, you know, that PFD is on the market. And you can't, no matter what you are as a governor, you cannot help the market. and It's on a five-year cycle for the payments and how large or how small they'll be. So on one hand, it's not really fair to whoever's in power, but they definitely help them. You know, uh, it probably does not hurt how large our last PFD was for Dunleavy going into this. And, you know, Bill Walker, when he ran for re-election, he had put a cap kind of at the PFDs because we were running out of money and that was just life and the markets working against him at the time and life and the markets are working for Dunleavy at this point for the PFD amounts. And
0: so it's like anything else in economics president gets more credit or blame maybe than they should for the economy, but that's life. That's
1: life. Yeah. It's
0: the way it is. All right. So we do want, you are welcoming questions and topics through social media or other ways for the debates, correct? Absolutely. And we are welcoming any comments about our podcast. And I will say one thing that I was very happy to hear that somebody weighed in last time after the first podcast complimenting our dramatic music <laughs> because I <laughs> agonized over that and I would like to pat myself on the back. At Loving. least one person liked it, right? <laughs> So maybe if there's someone who doesn't like it, you can vote this week. And, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, and there, and we'll, we will respond. <laughs> we won't necessarily change it, but we'll respond. <laughs> um, so thanks for listening, and please do let us know, and uh, there'll be another episode coming down the line.